So the reason why I describe myself as highly ambitious is because when I think of a person that's highly ambitious, I think of someone that is highly motivated, highly driven, and highly passionate, which is like all the things that you need to be um, ambitious. Um, you need to really drive what you really want to do and believe in, and that can be in any sphere. At the moment, I like everything tech and I like everything maths and I like everything STEM. So I drive all my goals and projects towards that. And then I'm highly passionate about it. So it means I'm passionate about it, but I also want to take it to the next level. So I think of, I have all these things. Hello and welcome to Tech Talk. Our guest today is Jessica Randall, a speaker, a GDG organizer, a GK member, WTM and Zindi ambassador, Google crowdsource influencer, an alumni of the GDSC, UWC and MLSA. She's just a superwoman and I'm so excited to have her on this particular episode of Tech Talks. I'm your host Madonna. Don't forget to follow her on all social platforms. Welcome to Tech Talks with Madonna season four and I'm super super excited to be doing this particular season because it's been such an amazing journey. Can you imagine we've had now over 35 women in Tech Talks? It's amazing. Now, uh, our guest today is Jessica Randall. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. And uh, she's a master student. She's a speaker. She's a GDG organizer. She's a GK member. She's a WTM and Zindi ambassador. She's a Google crowdsource influencer. Oh my goodness, girl, you're like a superstar. You're doing everything in South Africa and I'm so excited. And before we start, I'm just going to do visuals. And today I have my head wrap, red, red head wrap. And then I'm wearing an Android sweater, the ones that we got for 2023, which is super cool. Oh, for once, my nails don't have any nail polish, <laughs> but I've got that scheduled. And I have headphones on and I'm smiling as always. Jessica, how about you? <laughs> okay, um, my hair is loose. I have a head, a silver headband and I'm I'm wearing green because I thought it would best represent Android. So I thought I would go green and I don't have any nail polish on and I'm genuinely excited. So joy is on my face at the moment. Did you just say you're wearing Android? It's like, did we? I mean, we did not agree on this. Like, I have an Android sweater and you're wearing green for Android? Wow. <laughs> okay, tell us more about you, Jessica. Um, okay, so I Madonna mentioned all those things about me. Um, but I will mention the softer side of me, like all the things that I think best represent me as a person. I would say I'm highly ambitious. Um, I like trying and doing a lot of different things, which explains my uh, list of profiles. Um, but I'm also a very resilient person. I will think of anything to take on as a challenge. And then if someone even said like, but you know, it's going to be hard. And then I'll say, but, but I want to try it. I'm just that type of person. Um, I'm generally joyful. Um, I'm like a bubbly, this bubbly personality. And then if I have to go towards my hobbies, I'm a figure out person. Um, I like to figure things out. So by figuring things out, it could be from figuring out people to figuring out 
take things to actual devices because my dad always asked me, Jess, this thing does not want to work. Can you please figure it out? And then I have to, I usually try the best figuring out method, which is switching something on and off. And if it doesn't work, then I know I must read the manual. So that's like something that I genuinely love enjoying doing, problem solving. And I am a movie person. I definitely love movies. Um, anything along the lines from definitely crime, crime solving, I love those, but also like um like medical well med medical themed series where you have to like figure out medically what's happening, but from the crime scene. So it's like also really interesting. Um and yeah, those are my hobbies in general. Uh, well, that's me as a person, more about me as a person. Wow. I love that. I heard pretty amazing thing, but the thing that really stood out with me was ambitious because not many people really identify as ambitious. I don't know, it's like there's a connotation of when you identify yourself as ambitious, it's like you're so I'm like, ah, what do you mean by ambitious? So do you want to talk us a little bit more about ambitious and what you, what that term means to you as a software engineer, as a woman tick makers ambassador, as a Zindi ambassador and so many things that you do? Sure. Uh, so the reason why I describe myself as highly ambitious is because when I think of a person that's highly ambitious, I think of someone that is highly motivated, highly driven, and highly passionate, which is like all the things that you need to be um, ambitious. Um, you need to really drive what you really want to do and believe in, and that can be in any sphere. At the moment, I like everything taken I like everything maths and I like everything stem so I drive all my goals and projects towards that and then I'm highly passionate about it so it means I'm passionate about it but I also want to take it to the next level so I think of I have all these things that I'm passionate about but I really want to bring it to the next level which mm -hmm. incorporates being ambitious but it's not a bad thing if you know what you're going for um, so I think of it as an, it's more like a combination of two different things that you know where you're going, but you know where you want to be. So yeah. it's like the pathway between where you are and where you want to be type of roadmap mm -hmm. of ambition. Yeah. Wow. I really love that answer. And for the reason as to why I'm going to say I love that answer is that defined me too. Because I don't like to say like I'm highly ambitious, but I am highly motivated. I'm also highly passionate about tech and what I'm doing. And I'm also focused on the goal, which is I know exactly what I want. And I love that that's already come into, like you've already identified that so earlier on in your career, which is super amazing. Because as I understand, you're still a master's student. And it's something else that I wanted to ask you is that, because I know I met you in Berlin, which was super cool. And for those who don't know, Jessica, I had a talk in Berlin and she was the first person like because she wanted to see me and that really made my heart feel so great because I was like, oh, I have a supporter. That's so cool because if nobody comes to my talk, at least have that person. <laughs> but at least people came. It was super cool. And I hope you got to learn something, Jessica. <laughs> but it was super amazing just seeing somebody that cheerleads for me out there in a different country and knowing that also you you're from South Africa, too. So I wanted to ask you another question. You're a student, you're a master student. How do you balance it all, right? 
like I've seen you giving talks in Africa and also traveling and doing all these cool stuff and writing blogs. How are you juggling? Because I've met students who ask me, Madonna, it's pretty hard. It's not easy to juggle all these things because I have, let's say, other obligations. Maybe I don't have time. So how do you do it? Yeah, okay, that is a really hard question. But maybe if I explain my personality, you understand yeah. how it works. So um I'm not a I am a person that does things by the book. So I have a notepad and I have a like a list of to-do list of things that need to be done. But I'm also like a hyper active, intensive person. So I can have days where I don't do anything. And those days that I didn't do anything, I can do in one day if I'm super, super intuitive and like focused intensely on what I'm doing then I do like I can do a million different things at once um I have like 10 different tabs open but almost everything gets done and I'm speaking to people in multiple groups but they're getting what they want from me and it just like all of sudden all comes together um it doesn't always work for most people but for the way that my life has turned out um in the within the last year I travel quite a lot or I have trips that I have applied for last year that are coming through this year so I know that mm -hmm. like the end of May I know I will have to make my way to Poland so I can't be doing anything in that week or anything that was planned for that week I'd have to do in the previous week or make full effort now so I planned a bit better this year but last year I managed it in the sense that all the time that I did have I used very wisely so people would say that um yeah, I don't have enough time, but it's also got to do what are you focusing on when you say you don't have enough time? Because you could be saying you don't have enough time, but are you focusing on everything that's just coming at you? Are you focusing what's due within this week? Yeah. And everything in that week. So that's kind of like how I manage my time. I'm like mm -hmm. like a little bit all over the place, but it comes somehow everything comes together. Yeah. Uh, but usually I have days where I do like academic work so like today I did um I was working with homology groups um so just to give like a brief explanation of it but basically it's just determining the holes in a data set but instead of a data set I'm looking at some complexes which is like shapes yeah. so um we did I was determining the homology groups for that chapter and I knew that I set myself to do the chapter in two days so I know that today I'll just do maths and then tomorrow or well, from Saturday onwards, I'll do everything Android. I know that I have a talk coming up in January, so I'll probably sit with that, write a proposal, write a blog post that needs to go out for next week because I already have one scheduled for this week. Mm -hmm. So I kind of plan everything so that it fits within my schedule. And then I have, what do you call, surprise or unexpected meetings. And those ones are hardest to schedule because yeah. they've come up. But overall, that's how I manage my time. I love that. And I think what I heard from you was you're a super, super organized person. You have to-do lists, which is super cool. And in all things, it all comes up. It all comes up together. Like this, I know this task is good. And I think that's something that I also employ to from time to time where I know this is due and I have to do it. So I think I always say this and I, I feel like now it will sound like a broken record because I've said this many times, but I feel like I've identified my strength, which is I do not procrastinate. If something's due, I know it's due and I knew I'm the one that's going to do it. I have to do it. I don't look at the level of difficulty or the simplicity. I just know it's due 
I have to do it and I got to do it. <laughs> so I think identifying your power also is very, very important. Now, I want us to jump gears a little bit and talk about something that's also very interesting about your career. And that is you are a Women Tech Makers Ambassador. But first of all, I want to understand what got you interested in Tech Fast. We want to hear your journey. Okay, so it started up a bit, a bit like maybe not like the normal classic do computer science and then figure out you want to do software development. So mm -hmm. I did my BSc Maths and Stats and then in my honours year, um, well, the year before my honours year, um, I had a friend that said, Jess, I would like for you to become a GDSC lead, Google Student Club lead um, for our university. And he said, um, look, the previous person didn't really like do well and they want to take it away. And before they take it away, I feel like you should take over so that we can keep it within the university and keep it going. Because the only one at the time, only other one at the time is, was UCT when he did his lead position. So he said, I think you should apply. So I was like, okay. Um, I'll apply, but I'm like, I don't know anything about computer science. It's like, it's not computer science. It's just tech, tech in general. Like it was like everything you think you know in computer science, all of it is valid, but you haven't heard of Android developer, web developer, cloud engineer, machine learning engineer. You haven't heard of that, or you haven't heard of program manager, product manager. That's mm -hmm. what you've been like exposed to. So he said, that's what you need. Those are the skills you need. You basically mm -hmm. just need to be passionate about tech and want to be able to help someone. And he was like, you oh, are the perfect person for that. So mm -hmm. just apply. Um, so he gave me a code and I applied. And it was so funny. I got the email and immediately I phone called the person that I knew was going to be my vice if I had to got if I had to get in. And like I knew like he would work well as a co-lead for me because we work well together. Yeah. Um, and we have passions. And then I like called him he's like I got in, I got in. And he was like Really? I was like, I screenshotted the, the email and I was like, yes, I got in. Because we, we also get emails from my vocal when you get into GDSC. So yeah. then I explained to him I got in and my whole journey through GDSC was, I would say, eye-opening Um, because the exposure was there. Like, I, I've i never been exposed to so many tech roles yeah. within that one year than any other years I've ever been at university, which is quite um, inspiring. So I really loved the exposure. Um, how I got into Android was a whole different idea. So as a lead, I was looking at all the strengths that I had. And my strengths that I had was social media and finding all the tech people that I think would be relevant <laughs> to my community. So yeah. I did like a social media search. So when, when we did our onboarding, I got to meet Rosario and um, he did my well, he did my onboarding. So mm -hmm. he explained me everything about GDE. And then I realized that GDEs exist. And then <laughs> I did a whole social media search on GDEs. And I found um, Android GDEs. I didn't know of you at the time, but I remember when I searched and then all the people, there were some people that I followed that followed this person. So mm -hmm. that's how I got to know David O'Day. And then I got to meet Harun. And then I got to meet Chuba. And all of them kind of had... A, a part to play in why I like Android or why I mm -hmm. got into Android in the first place. Um, so that's how I got GDC kind of led me to GDEs. They kind of helped me experience the beauty of Android. And then in my GDC year, I think Women Tech Maker 
applications were coming up and Sandy actually introduced me to Mythic Maker. Um, <laughs> she sent it in the group and she was like, um, look guys, the applications are open, please do apply. And I was like, okay, I will apply. And then I applied and then May of 2022, I became a Women Tech Maker Ambassador and it's been very fulfilling so far. Um, I like that you can contribute in many different ways, similar to how GDE contributes in many different ways. Mm -hmm. um, I've, had to, I've had the opportunity to explore all, mm -hmm. all the different ways of contributing. Wow, so. that's an amazing story. And for those who don't know, GDE means Google Developer Experts. And GDE, as you mentioned, is just Google Student Clubs, right? Now, I have a question. I feel like maybe you didn't touch on this or maybe you did and I didn't hear it. But what was your initial study in university? What were you studying? Mathematics or because you didn't say computer science? Oh, yeah. So my initial, I mean, my initial degree is this Bachelor of mathematical and statistical sciences so yes. oh my goodness listen to that <laughs> I love mathematics so I'm like oh cool I I don't know I think you might have mentioned to me before that's like hmm, I want to hear that again <laughs> so um I did so that means I did um I did maths and stats to third year so I picked those as my majors but in between I did like applied mathematics and I did um yeah I did yeah, mostly applied mathematics. So in first year, I did like um, logic um, with Dr. Fish. And then I did like maybe computer programming, but with MATLAB mm -hmm. um, yeah. in first year. And then second year, I did like discrete mathematics and then ordinary differential equations. Yeah, And then I also did an extra subject in my final year. I remember I took um, ordinary differential equations again, but at third year level. And then I did pure maths and I did pure mm -hmm. stats. I love that. I really, really love that. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Now, let's shift gears a little bit. Tell me about your community engagement. How does that fulfill you and your career? Do you think community engagement is important? And I'm asking this for anybody that's listening, that's a student, they really want to get engaged, especially now with everything happening in tech, where there's a lot of layoffs. I feel like people can actually leverage communities to stay connected to many people now, you know, like so that if somebody knows somebody that's hiring, we don't just send emails, just not emails, sorry, resumes just like that. We can just reach out to the other person and ask them, hey, can you refer me for this opportunity? So what do you think about communities? I think communities are the heart of tech. Yeah. Um, and I say this because um, I've only like recently realized why communities are so important. Um, it was so funny. So at Doricon Kenya last year, um, they had like a final panel. And obviously, like, um, you know, all the greats are there, Juma's there, and um, Matthias is there, and they're all there. And they asked questions about, like, how do you stay headhunted or how do you, like, feel like headhunting? How do you combat that? Because um, everyone was saying, like, Juma gets all these, like, jobs and stuff. And I, like, listened to how he answered the question, and he mentioned that a lot of the offers that he has taken has also been due to referrals, but it's also been due to his active community engagement, which means he's quite well known within the community, but his network is like his net worth. Like your network is how much you your net worth is. And I think that's where I kind of got the idea that 
community engagement is great, but you must use it with very good intentions. Yeah. Uh, uh, I feel like that's the right way to say it um, because then people are just going to start going to communities and saying, I need this and I need that. It's not like that. It's a different type of transaction that's happening with community engagement. It's like um, as much as I receive a lot of things from the community, I give a lot as well. Yeah. So it's like a receive and take kind of transaction, but it's, it's more like in terms of opportunities or anything that you think the person would be interested in. Um, so that's why I say like with good intentions, um, but I definitely think it is the heart of tech. It helps you navigate what the tech world really looks like, which is is really scary and it's really a roller coaster. So having those people around you kind of shapes how you see yourself going forward within mm -hmm. the tech space. Yeah. But also like tech is not stagnant. It's it's moving all the time. But if you feel that you want to move from another place of what you're doing to another field or another space, then it's easier to do that if you have those people you know people in those spaces and you can easily reach out to them it's not like I feel like it's more than just for opportunities which mm -hmm. people think it's for but it's also for like anything if you want to have a conversation about mental health communities there if you want to um do a different projects with different people communities mm -hmm. there if you're stuck with something at work and it's not your field or your thing mm -hmm. then you can reach out to the community and say, look, I know you're working on this and this is your tech stack. Could you maybe help me with this? Um, and I saw that mm -hmm. um, kind of evolve also when I was at Raycon Uganda because um, Juma was working on something with Flutter and he was like, geez, I don't like Flutter. But mm -hmm. Sasha is a Flutter, I would say, I wouldn't say expert, but he's a Flutter dev. Mm -hmm. So he was like, look, I can copy the code and send it to you and then you can help me with this because we don't I'm not so sure what's happening here yeah. so okay. yeah. I, I feel like um that was so cool to see because you don't really I haven't seen that a lot so I feel like um it's great but I also feel like when people think of community engagement they think only their community um I mean Sasha's from Russia Jumbo's from Kenya like it goes cross boundaries across like it's global um yeah. if I needed anything that was Android and maybe all the Android people I could think of were mm -hmm. really busy, but I could think of one person that isn't busy, mm -hmm. I would ask them and say, when you have time, can you please maybe assist me? And they always come back with the most amazing response and like really wanting to help. So I feel, yeah, that's my take on that topic. Wow. I think that's so amazing and brings up to wrap of Tech Talks in Madonna. It's been amazing to have you. You're such an amazing person to talk to. I've met you in person. I like your personality too. It's super cool. So where can people connect with you? Plug in everything. Uh, sorry, can you please repeat the question? Yes, where can people connect with you? Um, I would say LinkedIn is probably my second most favorite, but Twitter always works. Mm -hmm. um, LinkedIn or Twitter are my best places for public engagement mm -hmm. um, yeah I, I don't really like to don't really have a website as as yet so I would say LinkedIn and Twitter probably okay. the best 
Perfect. I, I love that. Cool. Thank you so, so much for being part of Tech Talks with Madonna. And I can't wait for this episode to be out. <laughs> so much for having me. Um, I think when I heard that you like would like, want me to be on, I was like, oh, this is a dream come true. I literally like was screaming when I like got the invite or like when you messaged me, I was like, yeah, that's just like my excitement was was overflowing. Oh my goodness, I am so excited. I've not had an opportunity actually to visit South Africa, but I was planning in the future, definitely look forward to visiting South Africa. So I know someone there now. I know you. <laughs> okay, cool.